Welcome to We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Lachlan. And this is season three of our Percy Jackson recap analysis. We're reading The Titan's Curse and providing you with some hot takes, random headcanons, and some hopefully lighthearted disagreements. So get ready to curse some Titans or get cursed by the Titans. Either way, we'll find out in this season of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Hello, and welcome to We Actually Vaporized, our podcast. It's me, Lachlan. I'm in charge now. I have returned to my <laughs> rightful throne of hitting the record button. <laughs> and I am joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Lauren. Hey! Yes, um, we are back. And this time, Lachlan is going first. But I think I think we can alternate it if you want. I mean, I'm the one with the login information to our new recording platform so true but it gives a countdown so we can just start whenever that is true you know i feel like lauren is just struggling with this change in leadership that has taken place but you know i think she'll be able to handle it guys let's all give her some some support in her time of need and thank you thank you on with our lives <laughs> so yes we um we're changing up the audio once again so bear with us if it sounds different. I don't know. We'll f- we'll find out how this sounds, and hopefully it's good. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, yeah. unlike the last, like if you if you were a fan since the beginning and you listened to our first couple episodes, and we were like, "Don't worry, it'll get better," and then it never did. Hopefully, this is better. Well, I think no, I think it did get. At least it's better from when we recorded a Snapchat call. Yeah, that was I bad. That was our lowest point. <laughs> That was our low. Yeah, we've, we've definitely improved <laughs> since then. Oh yeah. So we should like you know what we should do. We should find mm-hmm. the like the trans. We should transcribe the old episodes and then re-record them exactly as is with better audio. Okay, Lauren, do you remember when we recorded Lightning Thief nine and ten five times in one day? Yes. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> it is what it is. The best part is I still don't know what we said and what wasn't said, but that's okay. No, there are so many versions of that. I truly don't even know what made it in and what is just lost forever. Because we said some great things. I remember having a great time recording it the first time around. And then that was lost. (laughs) I'm also really wondering what, like came across terribly in the last like recording because we were like we're just gonna say it we're just we're just gonna get it out and like so it comes across as us being like you know mean and like abrupt and like very like (laughs) we're we don't give a shoot you know i was ready to run off into the woods and never come back to civilized (laughs) society (laughs) it was a rough weekend for us but you know here we are now two books later reading Chapter 9, conveniently enough, of The Titan's Curse. So I'm going to talk about the previous chapter with a fun little thing that I realized. So, last chapter, Blackjack retrieves Percy to go save a little sea creature that has been trapped. And that little sea creature is a cow serpent. You know, super casual. Percy decides to name it Bessie, which feels very appropriate. I mean, all cows are Bessies. All cows are besties. Accurate. So yeah. So he saves little sea creature. It swims off, and Percy almost died down there, as he always does, because it was trapped under like shipwrecks and rope, and it was about to be stampeded by the hippocampi and all that various fun jazz. And when Percy comes back up, Blackjack says something that I think is very interesting that we don't. We I don't think we talked about last time, where Percy's like, "Yeah, I almost got stampeded," and Blackjack says, "Well." All good deeds are dangerous. Whoa, Blackjack with just that like emotional hit. Yeah. Yeah, which like makes a lot of sense. Like you talk about how like all heroes will eventually find an enemy they can't defeat. Or if just you that, live long Yeah. You either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> right. Like like there's some danger to everything percy does and in order for him to keep being the good guy he has to continue to put himself in dangerous situations because if he could just walk away to save his own skin but everyone would hate him for it yeah you know? i mean no good deed goes unpunished yeah so just very but very it's just deep. we s- brushed over it's it so last time. it's so weird just hearing it from the horse though <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and then um Percy spies on Nico spying on Bianca and Zoe. 
where they they're sharing secrets but we don't get to know all that information so zoe like knows who the general is but we don't get to know who she thinks it is and she's not going to tell thalia or grover she's going to keep that a little bit to herself phoebe does not get to go on the quest because the stole brothers minorly poisoned her but she'll be fine with things from the camp store we're not going to worry about it and nico forces percy to run away from camp to go after the quest with a promise oh, yeah. that let's, let's be real he was gonna do it regardless of what nico said he was gonna do it but now percy has made this promise to nico to protect nico's sister which just has i've been watching a lot of Grey's anatomy lately i mean for the past year essentially of my life um but it just gives the vibes of when a family member is like begging the doctor to save their their loved one and the doctor finds like, yeah, I promise I'll keep them alive. It's like, mm, can you keep no. them? Alive? Let's stay tuned and find out. <laughs> it's and like Percy did do a good job of like saying like I'll do my best. He didn't make yeah. any like swear around the river sticks. Like he and it's also like Nico didn't know enough to make him do that. So Percy like really, I feel like definitely in that moment was like, look, I it's the quest says that two people are gonna die. I cannot make this promise to you. So I'm just going to tell you I'll do my best, which unfortunately is all you can ask for. Yeah, like the odds are in no one's favor with two people dying. If you now include Percy as part of the group, he's also on the list now. But yeah, it's just it's just that feeling of like, okay, you've now sealed this person's fate, essentially, by saying you're going to be able to protect them. It's like, oh, what I feel like the universe wants to prove you wrong now. But, you know, we'll see. You know, it's not a... But either way, but either way. Yeah, either way. Now we have chapter nine. I learned how to grow zombies. Which is like, Yay! what a fun at-home activity to do if you are still finding yourself in isolation and you just want a buddy to hang out with. You know, grow a zombie. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could all you use remember like friend. at the start of the pandemic when everyone was like making bread? Mm, I still like, make Like, stop making... It's amazing. Oh, it's good for you. Thank you. Um, but you know, growing <laughs> zombies is so much cooler. <laughs> Saying, oh, but if I grow a zombie, then I can have an extra set of hands to make more bread. Yes. Though you have to be careful oh. where you grow your zombie because zombies and plants don't get along. They fight each other. Mm, yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talking see. about early 2000s stuff. Or yeah. 2000 stuff with uh, Percy Jackson. <laughs> so let's get into this chapter. So Percy is flying on Blackjack. They're trying to follow the van into, I almost said Long Island. They're leaving Long Island going to Manhattan. <laughs> and Percy points out that like you have to keep Blackjack high enough up so you can still see the van but the mortals won't really pay attention to you because like yes the mist will change him but probably still look like the biggest bird ever and people are gonna like be freaking out about that it's weird because my first thought was it'll just look like a drone but then i'm like they don't have drones back then (laughs) they think it's attacking yeah yeah drones aren't a thing in lovely 2007 and of course, Percy is like freezing up there because, you know, it's winter in New York and he's flying in the air with just like a t-shirt and jeans. Yes. And unlike what Icarus would want us to believe, flying closer to the sun does not mean warmer. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we can talk about that more later. So Percy even says like he wishes he bought Camp Half-Blood orange thermal underwear from the camp store. And I have several questions about this. Well, really just one. If they can control the weather, why would they need to sell this item? Maybe they want to, I mean, think about training. You need to train for all conditions. So maybe sometimes they have um, capture the flag in like extreme weather conditions to really like train these kids to fight in other conditions other than just 75 and sunny. Mm. Think you, about it. This is a really big hill for you of their their random weather days, which I don't think happen, which I think are a great idea, but I don't think camp is smart enough to do that. I think Annabeth is smart enough to do it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But you know, she's not there now. Just gone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um the person also, says he's hmm? um 
Percy does point out that the thermal underwear is orange. Do you think they only sell an orange to match the t-shirts or Percy just specifically wants an orange pair? I think they only sell orange items in the camp store. Like all the candy wrappers, orange, all of the clothing, orange, hats, orange, pencils. I don't know. Everything. (laughs) Everything in the store is orange. I, I, I love that. Oh, do you think they have so I'm remembering like Girl Scout camp, they would have all these different little teddy bears or other stuffed animals, you know, because like you're away from home or whatever. Do they have little stuffed monsters in the camp store? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. That'd be fun. That'd be what which animal which monster would you get? Oh god. Um it I think it'd probably like it'd have to be what's an animal that what's a monster that we know? Ooh, do we know? Well, we have the Minotaur, we have Cyclops, we have the Hydra, we have the the, the one I'm the one I'm thinking of hasn't shown up yet, so we're gonna we're gonna skip. Uh, okay, well maybe someone will remember <laughs> this question <laughs> later on, and we'll circle back to it. Anyway, yeah, the, next, the next time we do a Q and A, we'll throw this. I'll type this in myself and act like someone else sent it in. <laughs> So, Percy thinks that they're going to pull into the bus station, you know, like Argus in the past would drop them off and they would head off on their way from there. But the van just keeps on driving, keeps driving even, it's looking like it's starting to go out of the city even towards one of the tunnels. When all of a sudden they stop in the Chrysler building to like watch the van, see where it's going, and perceive sees a vine suddenly wrap around his leg and like blackjack is freaking out and then he hears mr d going (laughs) somewhere (laughs) Um, first of all i love the idea that if you just asked argus to take you a little further than new york city he would um Mm -hmm. like if you're like hey can you drop us off like at an airport or like hey can you drop us off and like New Jersey. Hey, could you just drop us off, like in Chicago? Like I'm wondering, like how far the limits are before he'd be like, no. Yeah. Um. But also, Mr. D, I love him. Yeah. I'm just surprised he got off of his chair on the porch of the big house and came all the way to the city to come after Percy. Oh, also, like, how Argus isn't Mr. driving. D? Yes. Oh, you but said that. I may not actually it. say that. I may not have actually said it out loud. Percy thinks Argus is driving. But it seems that Zoe is driving. Yes. Yes. Blackjack announces that it's actually Zoe driving. And Percy. Because Blackjack probably has much better vision than Percy. Well, he also might have seen them get in the van while he was waiting for Percy to come back. (laughs) But either way, Percy does have this brief moment where he's like, what must her birthday be on her driver's license? (laughs) I, I love when like immortal beings or like people who are like, like, especially, like, when you think about the Hunters of Artemis, who, unlike the gods, can't just magically make a, uh, like, an ID appear. Like, they probably have to, like, get fake IDs. And every couple of years, you have to re-up your fake ID because you no longer look that age. So I just love the idea of them having to interact with the mortal world long enough to, like, get these because you can't exist without them in some cases. I would like to point out, though, they probably just make them themselves. Like our theory about how camp just creates high school and college diplomas as needed. True. The campers, they just make their own IDs. Like, Zoe looks 12. Who is going to give her an ID? She, she doesn't look 12. She looks like... She does not look 16. Yeah, she does not. She is not 16. Maybe she's I wonder like, if they have to a like... little older than Artemis, but still. I wonder if it's like, you know, they want alcohol. They have to like send out only like specific members of the group. I think they just make their own wine or acquire it from somewhere. That's not I don't fun. Know. I mean, can you really see Zoe knocking back Mike's hard? Oh yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> picturing I don't think you realize that I'm picturing them like playing beer pong. No. Yes. Hey, they are very competitive people. If they learned that there were games around drinking, I think they would be all over it. 
See, that's more party ponies vibes to me than hunters. No, 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 no. I, I, I know people who like play drinking games so that way they can play games with people. Like that's mm-hmm. what I think the hunters of Artemis are like. Interesting. And we once again reached another impasse in our <laughs> personal uh, thoughts and ideas. All right. Anyway. Listeners, please come support me in this. No. no I don't no, ask for much, fail. just you know, for you to love me more than Lachlan, but <laughs> anyway. So Blackjack is freaky at Mr. D, calls him the wine dude. And Mr. D's like, okay, the next person or horse who calls me the wine dude will end up in a bottle of Merlot. Um, question with that, will they be turned into wine or will they just be squished down and dropped into the bottle? I think squished down and dropped in the bottle. Good. I like this. All right. Also, I love the fact that canonically, Mr. D understands horse. I'm, I mean, it makes sense. I feel like God should be able to interact with all creatures. But, like, the whole reason Percy can is because Poseidon created them. Yeah, but Percy's is, also a demigod. He's not a god. No, but I just <laughs> Those don't are two think... very different things. No, but I think you should only be able to uh, uh, communicate with the ones that you can communicate with or, like, the ones that you had, like, a say in creating or that, like, are devoted to you or something like that. Yeah. Instead of like <laughs> this guy who created, who's like a big partier and creates wine. Being All right, able to speak so to I horses. guess when this episode comes out, I'll just have story post after story post of just polls. Who do you agree <laughs> with this week? <laughs> Are we, wait, hold on. Are we wearing the same shirt? No. I know no one else can see this and it means nothing, but it looks like we're wearing the same shirt. No, like yours is clearly, yeah, yours is lighter than mine. Yes. And I think Mine's it's really more, cute. Um, maroon. I think it's cute of us, though. It is. It Good is. We'll have to coordinate more. And no one else can see this. And no. you never will. But imagine in your hearts that we're both wearing similar <laughs> shirts. And it's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So Percy is getting, like, very angry. Which I feel like is not the best choice for him to make at this moment. Where he's like, uh, what do you want, Mr. D? And it's like, bruh, you escaped camp when you were like told not to like you know you're not supposed to just leave on your own like you already did it once they're not gonna let you do it again and he's a god who hates you why are you being so like (laughs) defiant right now you dummy do you want to live or not i also love this because like the last time percy got really angry at a god to their face was Aries, who he was like magically made angrier by Aries' presence. So this is this isn't like any outside force. This is just Percy. Yeah. <laughs> Though I guess like Mr. D could possibly make you a bit like I don't know if manic Mad. is the right word. I think manic fits. But just yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Anyway, um, so Mr. D apparently has to come after percy because he left camp without permission which makes you wonder what happened last time why did no one come after them before if he's or was it like strike one will let you off easy there's no strike three we go straight to (laughs) strike two is the end uh yeah i'm kind of curious oh you know what i think it is i think it's because they had talked to hermes and then they left and they were immediately in the ocean so I think like Poseidon might have had something to do with that, where he like kept everybody else away. Yeah. But or also, maybe like, Hermes told Mister D like, "Hey, God to God, I'm sending this group out. Just like let it happen." Yeah, it also might have been because um, Hermes talked to them. It could be seen as an official quest. Yeah, from a god. Well, there we go. There we go. So I also had another thought recently, how like there was this huge break. Like we don't know how often people are going on quests. Before Percy showed up, we just know that Luke's was the last one. He failed, and then no one else got to go on quests again until Percy showed up. And now they just have like one a year. Like everyone's just doing it again. Like we're just having a fun time with quests now. I mean, not everybody has one. A year. Percy has not one. Not everyone. Year. Well, well, no. It's... Like te- technically, last quest was Clarice's, not Percy's. Percy invited himself. This quest is Zoe's, not Percy's, and he has invited himself. He's only had one quest. Yeah, but he keeps going on that. It's sort of like when you he think does. about, uh, and I'm sorry to bring it up, but, you know, it's sort of like, you know, in Harry Potter, when you think <laughs> about the fact that these teachers and these students probably had a bunch of really, really normal years, and then Harry showed up, 
and like someone almost died every year. Like there were yeah. probably people who were the grade above or like few grades above Harry's who were like, this isn't who were like telling other kids like this isn't normal. Like people don't yeah. die at Hogwarts despite the fact that a lot of people die at Hogwarts. <laughs> or like the people like the alums who graduated the year before. It's like oh I'm so glad I got out when I did. Like like everyone I talk to who's an adult now I talk to them about like, what it's like to go to college during a pandemic. Like I'm so glad I graduated before 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the same vibes. Harry Potter is the is the Hogwarts equivalent to a pandemic. Yeah. They're just like you're trying to go to school. You have all this extra stress. People around you are going through these horrible experiences. You're hoping you're not your next. exam. Your exams keep getting randomly canceled. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to to go out or do anything. Like you just have to hide. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, so so percy's like scream mr d like why do you hate me so much what did i ever do to you like again just being like just really i don't know arrogant dramatic rude i yeah percy <laughs> like, whenever he's like confronted by an adult just decides to be as dramatic as possible oh yeah it's kind of funny so and then he's like i have to go on this quest i've got to help my friends that's something you wouldn't understand even blackjack's like dude please chill out like he will kill you like, I also, like we're, they're on top of the Chrysler building. <laughs> I just love it. It's like, I have to go on this quest. I have to save my friends. You. And it's like, like, it's just, oh my God. Yeah. And it's like, is it your friends or is it Annabeth, Percy? Is it, mm-hmm. is it weird if I say Percy almost sometimes has the like energy of a pick me girl? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, we're just gonna let everyone sit with that for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, so now Mr. D is going to launch into a side story as the van gets further and further away, talking about the Princess Ariadne and how she helped Theseus, also a son of Poseidon, by giving him a ball of yarn that was magical and helped him find his way out of the labyrinth. He promised he would marry her because he was so grateful. And they sail away from Crete together. And then he's like, mm, actually, I'm not feeling this. And it leaves her on an island all alone. Implied, yeah. at least. Yeah. And then Mr. D is like, oh, check out this hot mortal who is alone now. Let me go scoop her up. Says they fell in love. You know, we can, you can interpret that however you want. Because um, he is a god after all. So, you know, power dynamics. And then, yeah, so they fall in love, whatever. And then when she dies, because mortal, he makes her immortal. And now she's on Olympus waiting for him to, like, finish his exile, punishment, whatever you want to call it. And Percy's like, you're married, but you got sent to camp because (laughs) you were chasing after nymphs? Wood nymphs, to be specific. Yeah, wood nymphs. He's like, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm like... I think it does matter because you're trying like Mr. D is trying to make this big point about how heroes only ever look out for themselves. Like they're so like you accuse gods of being vain, but like look at yourselves. It's like, Mr. D look at yourself. Like you're not the best person to be telling the story right now. <laughs> you know, like I also love how he's like, he's saying all this and he's like, if you really want proof, ask, um, Aradne, ask Medea, ask Zoe Nightshade. But every single person he mentions is a girl. Like, there's something to be said about that, that heroes are terrible people, but they're also terrible to the women in their lives. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of using women for their own gain, and then you dump them, like, you know, Jason using Medea, and then got kind of bored of her, and then, you know, she went off the way she did. Um, (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) So, I feel like um, Monstrous Women podcast has an episode about Medea. Um, which is, I think, but they they have good stuff. Go check out. Either way, you should check out Monstrous well, Woman podcast. Either way, we we did an episode with them about Cersei. Um, yes. <laughs> so you and know, go check that out. Coincidentally, isn't uh, Quinn going to be on our next episode? Yes, that is correct. Quinn will be on our next episode. So you know, go listen to some of their stuff so you get to know her before she comes on. Um, this is like a really random side tangent, but anyway, they have a whole series on like Greek women. So like, 
go look for more stuff about that because obviously they can talk about like more adult content than what we do because it's Percy Jackson versus them reading the actual original myths and whatnot. So if you want more deep dive on that, go check them out. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so like you said, Mr. D says, for that matter, ask Zoe Nightshade. So this is heavily implying here that she was at one point burned by a hero. And maybe that adds to why she hates men so much. Maybe that's part of why she's a hunter. Who knows? But, you know, things to think about as we carry on throughout this book. And then Mr. D ends up letting Percy go. Says, two of you will die. Maybe I'll get lucky and it'll be you. And won't that be great for me? So he sends Percy off and says, mark my words on a Poseidon, live or die, you will prove no better than the other heroes. So dramatic. They're both being very dramatic. <laughs> and you know, I like, just overall don't understand this re- this interaction. Like, I don't understand why it was necessary. It did, like, all it did was like, I understand that it probably will have emotional impact on Percy, but it's also just like, I feel like Rick could have done this scene a lot better, where maybe like, Percy has to, like, promise something to Dionysus or, like, prove something to him. Instead, it just feels like Dionysus just info-dumped and left. And I was yeah. like, I just don't appreciate it in the moment. It feels like plot furthering, like, dropping these seeds of things for later on. Like, we get a bit of background about Zoe. We get like a little bit of background about him. But it doesn't make me feel any different towards his character again because he's, you know, cheating on his he's being the typical god of cheating on his wife all the time so like how does like you have no moral high ground compared to the point you're trying to make about heroes like yes what exactly. Theseus did was awful but again like how are you better because you because <laughs> you keep going back to her like yeah so i kind of yeah like like with a couple other things i kind of hope they change this scene in the tv show to just like enhance the impact of it like, I just really yeah. think that this could be so much better. Or they could just make it a dream where Percy sees something w- between Zoe and a random hero. We don't know exactly what. And we just ignore this interaction altogether. Like, just, yeah. just drop this. <laughs> but I will say, no. more Mr. D is never a bad thing. Oh, especially, especially with the actor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, good stuff. Pimento for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Love it. Yes. I cannot Love wait. It. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving so, on, back to the book. Yes, back to this. We still have a year left to wait for that. So we haven't even gotten to the zombies yet. We have not gotten to the zombies yet. So Blackjack, well, Percy promises Blackjack that he'll buy some donuts in Jersey. That does not happen because Zoe just keeps on driving. Does this girl not have a regular mortal bladder? What about Thalia? How's she hanging in there? I'm concerned. I- this is going to sound disgusting, and I'm so sorry, but I would not be surprised if they were, like, peeing in a bucket in the car. Like, Zoe was like, hold it in or let it out. We're not stopping. Like, I, that's what I'm picturing. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so they finally stop in Maryland when she pulls over a rest stop, and poor Blackjack is, like... I don't know. I, I have I have concerns for Blackjack. He's about to fall out of the sky. He is so tired. And Percy's like, uh, uh he's fine. Whatever. Stay here. So he I mean there was no way his- for Percy to stop without losing uh the what's right. it called? But he just has right now there's very minimal concern for Blackjack. I know, it is bad. Yes. So Percy puts on Annabeth's cap. Though he calls it my cap of invisibility. Yeah. Little weird, Percy. Hmm. And so he goes into the, tries to go into the comedian shop to get some type of food. But unfortunately, the rest of the, well, the group is already done. And Grover has talking about how he did some tracking and says that they need to go to D.C., even though Zoe wants to go directly west. And Bianca throws in a little bit, saying, Oh, Nico and I, we used to live in D.C. How strange I've forgotten. No one no one talks about that. We just plow right through it. I mean, like, to be fair, the three of them are having, like, not even the three of them. Talia and Zoe are having an argument while Grover's, like, weirdly in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then Bianca's, can- like, off on the side, like, I once lived in D.C. Yes. <laughs> 
I so, so I totally get that they're like ignoring her. Yeah. Yep. And yep. So Zoe and Thalia are continuing to like scream at each other. And Zoe ends up calling Thalia a scullion. So like you challenge my skills, you scullion, which is like pretty rude because like I looked it up because I don't know English words. Um scullion is like the the lowest possible like kitchen servant just doing very menial tasks so like and it, i mean the way zoe talks it seems like she was a very prominent figure from whatever her original time is so basically calling thalia like super low class and below her that's like, also you, like you come from the dirt it's a very specific insult that if talia didn't get it just means nothing like yeah. but also I, like 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 Tal- and talia doesn't get it like she's like a scullion you're calling me a scullion what the heck is that like yeah if someone just came out of nowhere and like or like i was having an argument with someone and they said called me something i w- didn't know i'd just be like well jokes on you i'm too stupid to know that ha <laughs> like you can't well, like me exactly <laughs> yeah so, but it just, I find it interesting that she is going so far into this argument with Thalia, because even though Thalia doesn't know what the word means, like, she knows because she's the one using it. And, like, Thalia is a daughter of Zeus. And Thalia, and Zoe's going this hard against her. Like, she has a deep respect for the gods because she is a hunter of Artemis, and she's still, like, going no, this No, she has a deep respect, as shown by her, especially with her interaction with, um, Apollo, she has a deep respect for Artemis, no one else. Mm. Well, so, like, I think she's, I can she's see... following Artemis's lead with Apollo. No, but I think that's also, like, she respects Artemis over all else. Like, mm. she doesn't she doesn't have to respect the rest of the gods, just she never has to interact with any of them. So I think it's less about, like, respect. And the, to be honest, like, I think that Talia being a daughter of Zeus means absolutely nothing to her. Because it has no meaning, because it doesn't matter because she's all it mat- means is that she's not a hunter. Hmm. And I think that's, what's more important to talk to uh, 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 Zoe. Interesting. Interesting. Well, food for thought, <laughs> more, more debates, but that's why, why you keep coming back. It would be boring if we agreed on everything. So they all end up deciding they're going to go to DC and Thalia's like, I should be, like I look closer to 16 than you do, like you're gonna get us arrested by continuing to drive. And so it's like, uh, maybe. However, I've been driving since cars were inventable. Automobiles, she is the word automobiles. I've been driving also, since automobiles were invented. No offense to Talia, and I know it's not the same thing, but after the whole driving the sun bus incident, right? <laughs> never letting her near a car again. <laughs> never yeah. letting her drive again. Yeah, you know, once you torch an entire region of the U.S., I mean, it was New England, so. (laughs) Anyway, so um, they so Percy and Blackjack hop back into the sky, continuing to fly south towards D.C. And so now Percy's wondering, like, how just like how freaking old is Zoe? Like, was she just joking, or is she like super super ancient? And like, what in the world is Mister D talking about with her? And they finally get to DC. Blackjack, once again, completely losing it. He is, like, slowly losing altitude the closer they get until finally he just, like, collapses onto the ground and drops Percy off. And he's like, oh, it's fine, boss. I could, like, take on a whole army. And Percy's now is like, oh, you don't sound so good. It's like, yeah, he didn't sound <laughs> good for hours, buddy. But whatever. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that is a has, like, far, far drive. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So she like they're going. It's not like they're just going from New York City to DC. Like they're going from like Long Island, like all the way out there. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. that's not good. No, that especially because like I, I it sucks because if if Percy had known like him and what's his face just could have just driven fluent flown 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 like at a more direct uh, route. It's just as the bird flies. Yeah, as the bird flies. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Percy says, like, yeah, you can just set me down, Blackjack. Like, we're close enough because the van does finally end up stopping. 
And Percy's like, yeah, like, I'm good from here. Like, you go on back to camp. Like, how's Black to be able to fly back to camp right now? Honestly, he's probably going to go find a nice wooded area for himself outside the city and just crash for, like, 24 hours. So Blackjack is heading off on his way. And Percy is now on his own. He watches Grover and everyone else get out of the van. And they are heading toward... Like across the mall. Does it say where they're going? Did I miss it? No. We don't know where they're going right now. So Percy starts to follow them, but then stops because he sees a black a creepy black sedan. Which you always gotta worry about. It's how you know the villain. I mean But there are so many black sedans. Percy is uh car profiling right now. (laughs) Yes. But he does remember that he saw that same car several times as they were driving south. So clearly they're following the creepy white van, which is the camp van. <laughs> Just lots of creepy cars happening. I I don't all I can picture is like halfway through the drive, Talia turns to Grover and goes, if she doesn't let us use the bathroom, I'm going to start banging on the windows and yelling that she's kidnapped us. Like that's <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. Yep. There you go. So Percy watches the guy take out a mobile phone, say something into it, looks around almost like he's making sure he's not being followed, and then starts walking in the same direction as our little quest group. And Percy realizes that it is Dr. Thorne. He has returned. He survived. I mean, he's only been missing for five chapters. Yes, but we know that he survived the fall from the cliff in Maine. So Percy is now inferred that clearly this must mean Annabeth is alive. Even though, like... Percy already had two dreams about it. One? Two? Yeah. Multiple. He's already, yeah, he's already clearly dreamt about her. So unless, like... Unless he's having some weird, 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 weird dreams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably should have realized that she was still alive already. But I think this also just shows like just how concerned and freaked out he is that even though he already felt pretty confident that she was alive because of the dreams, this is still further just, confirmation. He's still very yeah, excited about it. It makes you feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's like, my dreams are right. She was alive and being held prisoner. So Grover is leading the group to the National Air and Space Museum. How exciting. Percy even says that like, he's been here a million years ago and everything was so much bigger back then. Because, you know, little baby Percy. Aww. So they all I, head inside. I'm a little surprised that he's been there because the first book, he talked a lot about how much they struggled with money and how like they had to balance everything and with especially with Gabe in the picture so I'm wondering how they not only afforded but like how they went yeah though important question we never find out how long Gabe was around or like when he and Sally got together I was there a time before I sort of assumed that he was around enough where like Percy remembers a time before, but very much a time with Gabe because yeah. like Sally to, to truly protect Percy's and block his scent. Sally would have had to probably marry pretty when Percy was pretty young. I'm okay. My personal thought is six or seven specifically because i cannot imagine gabe willing to be around with baby percy or like toddler age percy like there's no way there's no way yeah six or seven sounds about right yeah because that probably would have been like almost immediately after the incident where the percy saw a cyclops at school like that might have been the inciting incident where sally was like oh no i need to protect him how am i gonna do it and then she found the most revolting smell ever and invited (laughs) it to live with them yes like that's kind of what that's how i think it was Mm -hmm. i agree that makes sense so maybe first book headcanons that we're just like (laughs) fleshing out right now you know but i think you need more context though to be able to think back enough but i like this i like this for us so 
yeah, so maybe this was one of the last things they did together before Gabe came around. Because then also, like, we talked in the first book about how, like, financially abusive Gabe was of yeah not letting there's Sally no way he would have let anything. them go on a trip yeah. to yeah so I feel like I doubt he would have let the... them go to like a museum in the city yeah yeah so I feel like this would have been the last thing they did together just the two of them before he came around so memories anyway um so the yeah, so the quest group goes inside the air and space museum and Thorne watches them do it but then doesn't follow them he turns around and goes across the mall elsewhere and percy decides to follow him to see what the big baddie is up to which you know i think this is smart i think this is a smart choice like you know know what your enemy is doing so he goes thorn goes across the street into the museum of natural history which is closed currently for a pirate event which person then realizes is actually a private event because we need a reminder at least once a book that Percy is dyslexic. I mean, no, but this is like a clear good time to give you that reminder. Like yeah. it doesn't feel forced. It's like, it's very natural. This is from Percy's point of view. This is how he reads it. And then this is how he realizes that he read it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just like, it's, it's like one, once or maybe twice every book. You know, it's just like it's just it's it's like how you have to remind everyone of who the main character is and who their friends are at the beginning of every single book. That like you got to like restate some things for the people who just pick up book three and start reading from there instead of starting from the beginning. You know, like the you author know, I, has to remind you of things. I've been. I just read. I caught up. It's like fifteen books in this series, and I just caught up to uh, the most recent one, number fifteen. And, like, by the time I reached, like, seven and eight and, like, fr- beyond, I was so done with, like, every book. It was, like, and I'm a... And it would, like, reintroduce the main character. Yep. And I was, like, I don't need to know this. I finished the last book 12 hours ago. <laughs> like Exactly. So it's just one of those tropes where it's probably fine. Initially, when you read the books as they come out, and there is plenty of time between when you read them so close together, you start to focus on these things more. And it exactly. So like, hypothetically, Whoa. so hypothetically, if you're like binge listening to a podcast and you just finish an episode and the next episode is like, Hey, here's a recap of last episode. Yeah. Hey, but you know, there is the fast forward button. There is the fast forward button. Utilize that as you so choose. I know I do when I listen to podcasts. <laughs> so anyway, also, I feel like someone should do like a count sometime of how many times I say anyway or back to the book or some other version of that. I feel like I have things I say constantly. Yeah. So Thorne goes inside and Percy's seeing all the cool mastodons and dinosaur skeletons, which this is a very cool museum. I love it. I highly recommend if you're that kind of person who enjoys museums. Um, <laughs> Percy goes into... This huge room with a dozen mortal guards, plus the Cynthian Drachne, also two of them. And Percy sees his old enemy, Luke. We've brought that phase, phrase back around. <laughs> his old enemy. God, I can't stand it. It's been like My a year enemy. and a half, Percy. Honestly, like, come on, dude. <laughs> Again, 10 years minimum. Of being enemies before you can say my old enemy. If we have not it's, even gotten close to that point. It's just so it's just so overdramatic. <laughs> ah, my old enemy. And he like spits on the ground in Luke's direction. <laughs> I really wish like in Luke's mind, Percy and him aren't like enemies. He's just like kind of there. So every He's time just Percy shows up and is like, Yeah. Listen, like every time Percy shows up and is like, ah, my old enemy, Luke's just kinda like, What do you what do you mean? We're like we're no, not no, on the same like level. Thanos. I don't even know who you are. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Luke is there. And Percy's like, and he looked terrible. Like really just grabbing Luke <laughs> through the mud. It's like his skin was pale, his blonde hair was almost gray. He looked like he'd aged 10 years, just a few months. Like he was really just going hard against Lucan. It is hilarious. So the angry light in his eyes is still there. And so was the scar outside of his face. But like, where would the scar have gone, Percy? 
scars all just disappear when they're that big and have already been there for a long time. Like, that's not how it works. I mean, Percy's not that smart. <laughs> Though he does point out that the scar now looks like an ugly red as if it has been reopened. So that's That's disgusting. Dark. That's a little bit horrifying, you know, because it is right over his face, around, like, going almost through an eye. So that seems unfortunate for Luke. Wonder how that happened. And then there's another person next to Luke, but Percy can't see him because he's hidden in shadow. He can only see the knuckles on his hands holding the arms of his chair like a throne. So That's I guess so that, dramatic. It is. <laughs> like, this whole book is just so freaking dramatic. So this man in the chair, his voice is just like the one that Percy heard in his dream. Not Carnosis, but the other secret voice that we don't have body for yet. Mm, but now we do. We have the hand. We have knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Percy says that his voice was deep and strong with the earth itself was talking. It filled the whole room, even though he wasn't yelling, which is just like, just shows like how powerful this person is, the command this person has like over the room and these people and all I that. I think it just says more about the acoustics in the room. <laughs> he just, he found like the best spot to sit acoustically. So that way it would like fill the room. Oh my God. Uh, I love that. I love that. So, um, Thorn says they're here, General. So now we know who this guy is. Well, we know his title at least. We don't know who the general is, but he's the general. Is, this is the general. With which great is making me think of the auto insurance. Yes, I was just gonna say with great low rates you can get online. Go to the general, to the general and save general some, save time. some time. <laughs> We're not sponsored. No, definitely not. But wouldn't that be cool if we were? Oh yeah, anyway. the general wants us to sponsor them. Yeah, I want to be a sponsor. I would not mind making like 20 cents a month. (laughs) Oh, yeah, hit us up. (laughs) Anyway, so Thorne tells them, well, yeah, Thorne says they're in the Rocket Museum. And Luke's like, the Air and Space Museum, obviously. So then Thorne's like, as you say, sir. So clearly there's a lot of beef between these two. Even Percy's like, I feel like Thorne w- is like so ready to appale Luke with one of his spikes right now. Which would be kind of funny to watch, honestly. I mean, and- for like Thorne, he's a monster that's been alive for how long? Who's probably died and regenerated a bunch of times. And now he has to take orders from this essentially what he views as a child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by comparison, definitely Luke is just an angry baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, Thorne is giving all the details about, like, who is there on the quest and says, one of the hunters wears a silver circlet. The general's like, oh, that one, I know. So, again, we had this connection on both sides where Zoe is saying she is pretty confident she knows who the general is. General clearly knows her. So, can't wait to see more about that. Uh, Thorne also points out, he names Grover because obviously Grover's at the school, so he knows Mm -hmm. Grover's name. But he says the girl with spiky black hair and punk clothes and Luke instantly identifies her as Talia. Has no reaction or no noticeable reaction that Percy comments on. But I just want us to put that in mind that like Luke clearly knows that not only is Talia awake and alive, but on this quest. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just love how clearly she has that being a tree has not changed her personality oh yeah because he could identify her based off of just a description of her hair and her clothes well then also the shield because it says she has the horrible shield but wouldn't it be funny if it was horrible because it just like was was not a good shield yeah it was a poorly made shield or didn't have like a cool design (laughs) not horrible (laughs) as in like horrifying and awe-inspiring and whatnot (laughs) but just a that would be kind of shield. hilarious. <laughs> like, look look at this girl with her trash shield. Like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so Luke asked the general to be able to go after them and, like, 
capture, kill, who knows, everyone on the quest, saying we have more than enough. But the general says, like, no, 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 they'll have their hands full. I've sent a little playmate to keep them occupied. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And says, you know, like, they cannot, they can't risk Luke. And Thorne says, like, oh, yeah, you're much too fragile to risk. Which could be both an insult and a legitimate comment. Because, like, yeah, sure, he's making fun of Luke saying he's not a good fighter. But also, like, Luke is mortal. So when he dies, he dies. He's not like the monsters that take time but can come back. Like, if Luke yeah. messes up and gets killed, like, that's it. Goodbye. I I think it's more a like comment a on the fact that when he dies, he's going to die. Yeah. But it also is, like, you know, we, we could tell how much they don't like each other. So it's double-edged. But, yeah. So then Thorne's like, oh, let me finish them off instead. So Because he's cl- clearly trying to win, like, Boy Scout points over here. Um, Boy Scout finally, points? I don't Girl Scout points, whatever. Brownie points. Brownie points. That's what it is. <laughs> so the general finally stands up. He He's described as having a brutal face and hands that could snap a flagpole in half. And his eyes were stone. It's almost like he was a living statue. So pretty dark, creepy vibes. And says that Thorne has already failed him. And this comparison that we have between these two where, like, Thorne looked very militaristic and scary and whatnot. But compared to the general, he just looks shrimpy and silly. Like, Percy says, like, the general didn't even need a uniform. Like, you could just tell that he was the real true commander. Which, again, is just highlighting this idea of real power versus someone playing at it. You know, it's like... Yeah. Thorne is like wearing this uniform to make himself outwardly appear like he has power, but really, like the this general person is the one that truly has it, and he doesn't need even need to try to act like it. You can just tell. Yeah, and it's so. even more interesting when you think about the fact that, for all intents and purposes, there are we don't know like how many manticores there are. Like Thorne could be one of a million manticores so it's really interesting when you compare that to the fact that we don't know who or what the general is so yeah i like really like it's sort of like when you think about the gods have power because there are almost so few of them so they all have such immense power so you gotta wonder like what is the general right if any of that makes sense we don't know if he's a monster if he's a titan if he's some other creature like yeah he could be a god for all we know oh he could be he could be like we don't really talk a lot about minor gods at this point it's really just the olympians so (laughs) the general says like i should throw you into the pits of tartarus for incompetence so like time out like the worst possible time out yeah he was supposed to capture a child of the three elder gods so thalia or percy and instead, he brings back a scrawny daughter of Athena, which is so, like, Annabeth is not scrawny. She, she works is. out. She works out. She's, she's probably scrawny. <laughs> no. I mean, she's what, 13, 14? We're all a little scrawny at 14. <laughs> anyway, so Thorne's like, oh, but you promised me revenge, a command on my own. Gerald's like, um, I'm the commander, actually. So you can just settle down about that one. So it's like there's there's a lot of animosity between the leadership of Kronos' army, which I think is just very interesting. Like, is there a way that they could use that, break that apart, or are they strong enough because of what they are that it won't end up mattering in the end? Is mattering a word? Probably not, that it won't matter in the end. I mean, Um, I think it's really interesting, like, the fact that there's this sort of, like, arguing among the ranks but that's what they've been trying to do almost to the demigods because like they've been taking so many of them. So mm-hmm. I think it's really just interesting that they have their own problems, but I mean, there's always going to be that issue no matter what happens. Definitely. Yeah. So the general says they have to isolate Thalia and then the monster we seek will come to her. And so again, like I wonder if like, is this a, likely the same monster that Artemis is hunting so, you know, it's all coming around together. 
And so the general looks to one of the guards. It's like, oh, do you have the teeth? Because we're going to do this thing that will essentially kill everyone else aside from Valia. So they can use her. And so this guard comes up with some like sharp looking white teeth. Puts them into the soil at the space of this like probably what would have been a dinosaur exhibit. And then he waters them with like this dark red liquid probably blood if we're being honest with ourselves and then the general says like oh i'll show i'll make all of your soldiers from your little boat look insignificant which luke is always like i spent a year training them like they worked really hard it's like clearly compared to what is about to happen they are gonna be like nothing they're they're worthy of being an honor guard and that's it yeah yeah <laughs> yep. and so then the, the general says behold my ultimate killing machines and then out of these spots in the dirt where the teeth were planted are cute little kittens Aww. yay <laughs> ultimate killing machines and the general is upset because the guard used saber tooth tiger teeth when in fact he was supposed to use tyrannosaurus so this poor guard scoops all the kittens and is banished forever. Which honestly, though, he probably got the best of the deal. He gets like, oh yeah, he did kittens. He won't be murdered in this crazy war that's gonna go down eventually. So you know, good for him. Good for him. So then the general sends off a different guard to get the actual Tyrannosaurus teeth, and says, "Oh, these foolish mortals don't even know when they have dragon teeth in their possession, and not just any. These come from ancient." cybris herself yes lauren um one thing i just thought that we should point out which i really love is the fact that he stands up uh, the general stands up and is like wincing and is like oh my stiff neck and <laughs> someone else literally offers him tylenol and a hot pad and i just really love the fact that like they're it's almost like they're embracing modern culture where they're like yeah we're gonna give you we're gonna give this almighty god tylenol and a yeah. hot and a heating a heated pad which is what i do when my neck is stiff so i just find that really funny <laughs> yeah it's just also because you were like what's this about because like you don't really see the other gods and higher-ups in pain like they don't have like back aches or whatever they don't feel yeah. sore like percy injured achilles in battle but like you don't not, Percy not injured Aries. Aries, thank you. Yes, Aries. As I said, mm-hmm, that was wrong. Um, injured Aries in battle, but like you don't see Dionysus like, oh, my stiff neck. So like, what's up with that? Anyway, so these dragon teeth are brought back. Twelve of them are planted, covered with the blood water, and then out come the zombies. So they are. In various military garb, Percy says that they become like more flesh covered the more he looks at them. They still have this like transparent, shimmery kind of appearance to them. And the general says, like, once these warriors are given a scent, they will pursue the owner until they're dead. No weapon known to Haplet or Hunter can stop them. So bad, bad stuff about to go down here. I mean, and- talk about ultimate killing machine. <laughs> yep and then even worse because percy says one looks straight at him and he knows that no cap of invisibility would protect him if they start to go after him so the one of the drachne release a hunter's scarf that had been retrieved at some point as the scent for the warriors and percy goes into protect protection mode got save the friends <laughs> leaps up grabs the scarf and of course, everyone's like, oh my god, what's going on? And as Percy starts to run away, one of the warriors reaches out and rips off part of his sleeve, and they start yeah. passing that around for everyone to smell. So now Percy's gonna get got. Yeah. And Luke, yeah, and Luke is like, oh my god, it's Percy Jackson. Everyone close the doors. But I Percy... also love the fact that there was like some invisible person thing there that just grabbed a scarf and started running and, per- yeah. and, and Luke was like it's Percy like, I mean, like he knows about Anne's know hat 
and knows that yeah. Annabeth obviously doesn't have it. So like Percy is the most likely one to have it and the most like one to do something that stupid. That's the other part of it too. Like what he did was like incredibly oh, yeah. dangerous for himself. And it's like, obviously it's going to be Percy, but he does manage to get out of the doors in time and is now running for his life and hoping for the best. <laughs> and hoping for the best, which is pretty much just, I mean, that just sums up him. Yeah, running for his life, hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's chapter nine. And next week we have I Break a Few Rocket Ships. We'll be joined by Quinn from Monstrous Women. So check that out. Yeah. Thank Great you so much for listening. Yep. Um, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Um, Spotify now has a really cool feature where you can review just by giving stars. So think about it. You don't even have to like put in a lot of effort. You just click a button. You don't have to click a button. You just click on the screen and then you click how many stars you think we deserve. Um, yeah. So please yeah. let us know if you do. We'd be happy to give you a shout out. You know, yes. whatever rating you we rating you give us, like it's do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to pander for five stars. <laughs> yes. I've listened to many a podcast where they pander for five stars. So we're not doing that here. We just no. want any stars. <laughs> just any it's totally fine with us um, so yeah do that but thank you so much for listening and join us next week for chapter 10 i break a few rocket ships uh but until then have a good one bye bye